What's up everybody, this is Elliot Terrell, and you're listening to Magical Thinking, brought to you by artofmagic.com. Our guest for this episode is the inimitable Tony Chang. Tony's a good friend of mine, we met at some magic convention, and at the last Pebble Palooza that we both attended, he and I shared a special moment. I was kind of searching for something in magic, and he was showing me things they were speaking to me and really resonating with me that I later found out were effects performed by Gabby Pereiras from Spain. Gabby's been a big influence on Tony, and in the episode we talk about Tony's Spanish magic intervention, we talk a little bit about his academic study of sleight of hand, how he thinks people should learn sleight of hand and think about it, and what magic is for people like us, people that perform informally at bars or restaurants or with friends. It's a great listen. I know you guys are going to enjoy it a lot. I certainly loved it, and I think you will too. If you haven't already, follow us on all the social media channels, Instagram and Facebook, search Art of Magic and Magical Thinking Podcasts. You'll find us. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Join our newsletter if you haven't already. We've got some really cool material coming up, and you definitely don't want to miss that. As always, send me an email. Tell me what you think about the podcast at podcast at artofmagic.com. And please share the podcast, share the episodes that you like, tell people why you like them. This isn't just for magicians either. I want the lay public to be able to listen to this and hopefully get a better, deeper understanding of what magic means to magicians. It's not trivial. It's something that we take very seriously. And you guys can help push that message. You guys can help educate the lay public because I think if they get a feeling for what it is that we do and how much care we take, magic will see a huge growth period in respect and in admiration from the lay public. So help me do something great. At least I think it's great. And that's what I'm trying to do personally with the podcast. Anyway, get into Tony's episode. Let me know what you think. Enjoy. (laughs) All right. All right. You're an interviewer. What should you talk about? You said you were retired from magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm a music producer now. <laughs> <laughs> like Kanye? Yeah, like Kanye. Yeah. Now it's a uh, just a phase, you know. I don't know if it's a phase. I mean, I've always been in magic. Did you get burned out? Uh, I guess burned out is in the way. I don't know. We got kind. Of, you got to kind of explain what you mean by burned out. So, like, I'll, I'll get burned out sometimes, and I'll, like, <clears throat> not, I'll get, ups- like, I'll get upset with myself. I'll be like, I'm not doing what I want to do. This doesn't make me happy. I'm just doing the same tricks. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. I don't like what is around me. I don't like what I'm seeing other people do. Like, it's not speaking to me. Yeah. So I just get kind of like, Ugh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think everybody feels something like that with anything they do, right? Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know if I'm very burned up maybe different semantics but um i mean i joke about the whole music thing but the reason i'm really into it right now i'm not really into it either i'm just fucking lazy (laughs) just with everything uh but you know it's something new that is is interesting where you don't have to worry about what other people think Mm -hmm. you know and just i don't care if i'm good that doesn't even that's not in my That's head. not the point. Right? Yeah, right? And and just learning little things, just music theory and just just basics and just even though like I think 
it's the same thing. I find that just anything that you can see the end result being so fantastical is hard to just figure out the A, B, C, D to get there, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like, like, yeah, music is amazing. You know, songs are amazing. I want to do that. But then mm-hmm. it's like, how do you do it, right? Yeah. And I and I think that, you know, like in Magic, I never had that in, in, until I got in, until I moved to New York, like years later. But when I started out, like, Somebody told me to read Roll Roll to Card Magic and then I palmed cards in my hands because I didn't know it was supposed to be hard. You know, the book just told me to. So I, like yeah. in eighth, ninth grade, I just held cards in my hands, just walked around, you know. Didn't know it was supposed to be hard. Yeah. Same thing was like the Pharaoh Shuffle. I remember somebody seeing somebody doing it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know it was the Pharaoh Shuffle. I was just like, oh, that's cool. You can weave all the cards together like that. And then I just practiced. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I had no idea there was applications. Um, and I think that's interesting. A lot of people. I remember somebody's like, "Hey, uh, so they, they see me do the Pharaoh shuffle," and he's like, "He asked me, he's like, so how do you cut twenty six all the time?" And I remember just that was the first time I ever heard anybody ask me that, and I just go, "Well, you cut twenty six when you can do a perfect Pharaoh, <laughs> right?" But I didn't mean that as an like, asshole way. But it was just kind of like the way I did it. I was like, "Well, I just kept leaving cards until I got it down, and I just kept doing it until I can just visually see." 26 yeah you know and I think a lot of magic like just the way I was doing it was very like an engineer like you know like I was really good at just like oh there's a color change it's like well what, what do you what do I think is wrong with it you know and then my ignorance not ignorance my ego of trying to do it with sly hand only mm-hmm presents an interesting thing where you just bang your head on a wall for five years five six years to try to come up with something Mm -hmm. you know but i never had it in my head where i was like oh i can never get it right because i had no end goal right yeah it was just like a it was just like a an idea right it's like perfection in a weird sense that you're trying to get to but i can see a lot of people when they can see an end goal like they see me do the color change or something and then they find it they always it's not complaining but they just go man that's going to take so long and I guess that's the thing that just never occurred to me yeah. you know I just I just did it so maybe burned out is different because I think I'm in that stage now where it's you know like I think I can egotistically say that given enough time I can come up with a, a very good method mm-hmm. or something I think I study the sly hand long enough to piece things together but i remember once i said that to myself i said um well what the fuck do i want to do yeah right and (laughs) that's a very profound question and and that's the question that stumped me so i don't think i quit because i i mean i never quit i mean like like i always think about magic non-stop is that i mean there's a there's a level once you get out of loving something in a craft to what do you want to say with it mm-hmm. and that's hard <laughs> yeah and I mean there should be no excuses but I think it takes another level of commitment outside of I mean if you're doing it for money right then from my perspective you have to kind of sacrifice some stuff right uh, but I'm talking about like trying to get a theory like let's say money is no objective right yeah like, you're fine right let's say let's say AVR then I don't think doing walk around three days a week at TGIF is a good 
goal, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if people would do that if they didn't have to if they didn't have to worry about money. Yeah, right. So I think it takes another kind of person to actually try to describe something, right? Try to say something with it, and that's the hard part. And it's not it's not actually hard. It's, I mean, it's, you basically reset, you know, it's like, I, I bang my head against the wall, riding the subway every day, just staring at the, the, the door, the, 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 the window, just mm-hmm. like the reflection just kept practicing that, you know, you crash and burn. And then now you just have to crash and burn in front of people all the time. You know, I, I think, you know, and mostly it's laziness. You know, mostly it's, it's once you start to realize that you have to base your work off of people's, not judgment, but what they, you know, like you, you start becoming more conscious of what people think of you, mm-hmm. right? Whereas just doing the craft of magic, like you can, it's a solo, you can be a solo sport. Yeah. I'm talking about like just the thinking and the theory, not obviously the just performing yeah but you know like i can perform like i always say like i can get drunk and go back to my old days and just i can i can make a whole bar stop yeah i can do the mistress card and all that stuff and get it done but you know it's like so it's not so it's not that you know i've performed a lot you know i can i can handle hecklers you know i can you know i, I can ablib pretty well now obviously in the sense of a worker mm-hmm but I think that the next level of saying what you want to, you know, like expressing yourself through magic is just so different. Right? Yeah. It's not, I mean, you're not really expressing yourself magic per se in, a, in like in a bar setting, right? Right. You're using magic for another goal, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, I mean, it's obviously mostly just to have people love you, you know? I mean, magicians seems to we all we all seem to be you know i was fat when i was a kid and drove to wendy's during high school and just ate in my car and just i had so much time to practice you know you have that you know obviously you fall in love with it and then but you 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 also want that side effect of people like oh right and then and and it's funny how like that can drive a lot of thinking and magic you know this is and it's so like I mean me now is is it is kind of weird when people are like oh but it's based off their reactions mm-hmm. you know and and that to me is I mean it's yes and no but like I mean I can I can strip naked and just present myself to somebody and probably get a better reaction than you can <laughs> ever can with magic right if you're talking about just pure reaction right like yeah. shock or surprise or something like that right yeah it's not meaningful yeah it's not meaningful it's not a means to end right it's it's I mean good magic can create that but it isn't the goal isn't for that right it's, it's your 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 product the, the side effect of your product is that not not gearing your you know magic to do that mm-hmm. so I mean I mean yeah I, I think it's just mostly laziness and being scared and are you scared of being vulnerable or you're scared yeah. of not knowing how to proceed or what it's just everything yeah because I think I think 
My only of, I mean, that's why, I mean, I know how to proceed. It's just to not know the end goal. It's not, it's not to be conscious, aware of that. And it was so easy when I started on magic because I didn't think I was going to try to do it for a job. I did it for a while in college. You know, I did restaurant magic and walk around stuff, but that was never my goal. You know, mm-hmm. it was never my goal. Even, I mean, you can even scale it down to just being cool, sly in or stuff. I never, you know, I never thought, you know, like doing a tread, you know, the, the, the double. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny that Dave Buck in his book, if octopus can palm, he just writes down. He's like, you know, he signs to me. He's like, to Tony, the only person who can actually come up with applications for this stuff, you know. But it's mm-hmm. because I learned, I was like, song, like, oh, that's cool. And I just did it. Yeah. I had no end goal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I'm going to do it for this. I just did it until it worked. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was, no, there's no set timeline. It's not like I need to do it in a week. Because I think that if you, if you have to do that, then you're, you're pressuring yourself and you're not, right? You're, if you're truly trying to like, say in a very theoretical you know highbrow sense that you want to do this to express yourself then there shouldn't be any time limit or right mm-hmm. because i think that when you feel like there's an end goal you're you're comparing yourself to something else right like you're like oh his act is good why can't you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's like like everybody thinks michael jordan's great he is but he fucking shot free throws like 10 hours a day you know it's just when he was a kid mm-hmm. right but so but people don't see that right like I remember I was like really into drawing drawing trying to draw because mm-hmm. I was a kid trying to draw you know naked girls you know free porn yeah <laughs> but no it, it's just we've like, all done it yeah we've all done it but but the thing is is I remember I was in class in college I was like you know what I'm gonna draw on these books and keep a record because I, I don't believe in talent and I said if I ever get good and somebody says you're good, I can show them my old books. Mm-hmm. And and you can see, you can tell, you can tell anybody that's anything's good. He's like, how do you do it? They always go, I just do it, right? Yeah. There's something interesting about that. Like, it takes another set of thinking to be able to teach mm-hmm. somebody something like this. Like, I remember my drawing teacher. He's like, just drawing something so amazing. He's like, I was like, how do you do it? He's like, I just do it. I said, like, well, that doesn't make any sense, you know? And I think just in anything that if you want to get good at it, I think it's, it's funny. There's like a line I use for this Gabby, like cutting the four ace trick. And, uh, he talks about, uh, <clears throat> it's like, do you have a hidden talent? Right. And, mm-hmm. always, and people, people are like, what are you talking about? No. And you say exactly it's hidden. Okay. Right. I mean, we all have talents. Right, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll go through the pattern I do. I say, well, we all have talents, right? I'm a magician, right? This is my talent, right? But do you remember when you were young and you were trying to find out what you were good at, right? And you mm-hmm. tried everything, you know, like I I played saxophone, you know, like just anything, you know, like video games and just right, and and the thing that always calls to you, or if you're good at it, doesn't really have to be magic, but just anything, right? Just think of anything that you're good at that you, you think back about it, it seems like it's always been there, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think that's, I don't think that's talent, right? There's, it's, it's, it's more like a, like a passion, right? And, and I just don't think anybody will ever just go, oh, my, my hobby was this, this, because I wanted like the end goal, mm-hmm. right? It's that the, the process the, of learning the, the, the academic mm-hmm. keeps you in. You know, 
And I think that's a very interesting thing that once you become competent, like, you know, like I didn't get go to my first magic convention until like when I was like, I don't know, maybe 19, 20 in college. And what was funny is that when I showed my stuff, people were like, you're really, really good. And I literally, in my head, I just go, you're fucking lying. And it took me a while to realize that people just don't think about sliding hand that deep. But mm-hmm. I grew up in Idaho, doing me a magician until I was in college, like in real life. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, I <laughs> I talked to Derek Gotti about this. He It's kind of funny because he grew up in Colorado. Probably misquoting him, but <clears throat> we talked about like, how we both grew up and how like and I said to him I was like you know what's interesting is that when I read a book I thought it was perfect mm-hmm. I mean why else would you put it in a book if it wasn't good right and this concept of like like perfection right it's like it's like well what's the slide of hands like a false shuffle what are you supposed to do it's supposed to look like a real shuffle yeah right so anything in between isn't good yeah right it isn't putting your flavor on it Right, you're so right. Like a sly hand, it's not you know it can't be personalized in a sense, right? So, so if you go in that route, then that means that you're you're searching, right, for something to mimic that, right? So it's like it's like an artist saying like, oh, I want to draw like a child. The best thing you can do is watch children draw and just mimic them, right? But they're not a children. But he's not a child, right? Yeah, right. And that's the that's the hard thing about sly hand if you're talking about academically it's just <clears throat> sometimes you lose sight of what it is you're trying to achieve and I think it keeps going back right because you can like it's funny that you know like Steve Forty right I mean god like, I remember telling him it's like man you just spent you spent like 30 years trying to shuffle and he goes I don't know if I should take it as a compliment I was like no I think that's an amazing compliment but magicians that's what magicians should do mm-hmm. right but it's, it is funny to see, I think the reason a lot of those magicians slash gambling, whatever that whatever that world colliding is, like Jason England, he's amazing, right? But I think it's just something about the dedication and the thought, the, the thinking behind practicing and academics of sly hand is very, it's, it's much more, it's not even rigid, it's just they, they, the idea of sly hand is pure, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas over here, it's like, oh, I can palm like this. You never seen anybody palm like this? No one's original, right? Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as originality. Who cares, right? <clears throat> you know, yeah. like, there's so many times, like, like the like the reversal I do. I remember Richard Cobbman comes up. like, hey, you know, that's Ken Krenzel's blah, blah, yada, yada. Visible card turnover from Car, car Classics, you know, and Ken Krenzel. And I thought in my head, I was like, oh, I bet you I can do it better than him. Yeah. And I think that matters. I think that matters more than what the move is. Like you just turn over a card. Like you can't go in the fourth dimension, right? There's only mm-hmm. so many ways you can turn over a card. Right? Mm-hmm. So the rest of it is the subtleties, right? Like what are you doing? What's the context, right? That's more important. And you can see like a lot of books written that has this interesting <coughs> double-edged sword, right? Because when I buy it, I go, "That's perfect." And but in theory, it works, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see how a lot of books, when they write slides, they don't really tell you all the, the subtleties, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing. They, it's instead of just like, hey, here's this concept. You put your hands in a way and 
can't see it and it should work. Yeah. Right. And reading into that with that mentality, you'd be like, okay, that works. And then the rest of it is slowly figuring out how do you put it in context in the real world, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but to get back to your question, uh, it's like I started doing the music thing because I just missed that feeling of not having to worry about, right? And still learn, you know, mm -hmm. that's enlightenment is a very addictive drug. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not happy, it's not sad, right? It's just like right. And it's just for you, right? Are you worried that you're gonna get to a point where academically you'll be at a place that you are in magic in music? See, that's the thing. I thought about that. I and then you'll that, wonder yeah. now what? Right. And it'll be the same thing, I think. You think you'll move on to something else? No, I don't know. Because I think music is so universal, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you see those YouTube clips, right? Hey, here's 5,000, what is it, like 60% of all songs are mm -hmm. with a 1, 4, 5 chord. Yeah. You know, like C, F, G, you know, F, G chords, and that's it. And there's a YouTube video that does all these songs, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I think trying to express yourself through magic is a very uphill battle. Right, or I can just do a simple like, you know, like just a simple drum beat, and mm -hmm. like, that's music, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's minimal. Oh, I like it. You know, like that's it, right? Yeah. There's no like, there's no like it's a trick. Is it like, and then our self defeat, we defeat ourselves. You know, like hey, you know, like, you know, what I'm saying it's like instead of just like actually, I don't even know what it means to express yourself in magic, but it seems like we put a lot of roadblocks in front of us. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that those roadblocks we think are meant to make our magic better. But. So, what do you mean? What's an example of a roadblock? I mean, it, it gets to my personal preference of what magic is. It's like, you know, like, I don't like, I don't really like over approving Tamaris kind of style of magic. You know, like, you know, like the magic way, if you read the magic way, it's like, you know, you have the cart horse and you're trying to bring them to experience magic right and you have false solutions right so like a coin vanish you know you're in a book you're like coin vanish you know it's like so you'll be like hey there's nothing between our hands right and all this stuff right mm -hmm. to give them false solutions or you pretend you know like yeah make a thing that there's thread or something like that right so so his thinking is you give them false solutions and then uh so that when you think back on it it leads them to the wrong path so they can't figure out the method so then in his way he's it's romantic it's like, and then you get to experience the magic right mm -hmm. <laughs> oh fly away right i think that's a very romantic way i think realistically people go well he didn't do that no the cards were shuffled uh, uh. you know what i give up i give up you fooled me right it's like mm -hmm. fool fooling people is such a negative term it's so funny yeah. It's like you I give up, you fooled me. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like why do people have to give up yeah. to experience magic, right? It's yeah. so not knowing how something is done is not the same thing to me as being like really fooled. When I when I'm fooled, it's like all of my senses were wrong and there's no like Yeah. I think I think it's hard to explain. No, I think I can explain it. I think I think we're talking about actively fooling somebody. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can actively fool somebody because actively f it would be like, uh, you know, don't think of the elephant, right? You're thinking of the elephant, right? You're, you're right. It's, it's, 
you're trying like for example i'll tell you the one I, i'll tell you an instance i've been fooled like literally when what the fuck just happened right yeah hugh jackman did a talk show like you know like whatever tonight show or something mm-hmm. comes on and he speaks with an australian accent that mm-hmm. fucking blew my mind because i grew up seeing him as wolverine yeah in all these movies had no fucking ideas from australia yeah that blew my mind mm-hmm. and at that point i i realized he fooled me mm-hmm. right right because me realizing i'm fooled has to mean i have to accept something first yeah right i it have means to- you know you're you don't know you're being tricked <laughs> yes but right yeah. you can't say this is not a trick and then try to trick them right right yeah whereas like if that movie if he's like the whole time he's he kept saying something like oh i just want to tell you i'm not australian based by my accent right we say yeah. these little things and you'll be like if you saw that you'll be like what the why are we why say is that? he doing that makes, that? that makes no sense right yeah although but if he did his craft right but it's in the service of a plot for something right it isn't for the service of me saying you didn't know i was australian did you right that's not the end goal yeah right that's not the fucking end goal and i think that's what you know like I don't even know what you're talking about, anymore, but it's just yeah. <laughs> you're talking yeah, about yeah, being but, fooled. But, How right, you yeah, fooled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're being fooled, right? So, so going back to the Tamriz thing, I think personally, Tamriz is an amazing, amazing magician. I see him perform in English and Spanish. Actually, first time I ever saw him performance in Spanish at a convention down Lima, Peru, and I remember I like I didn't understand anything, but I just said, "Man, this guy is the best." I to crowd control right mm-hmm. audience management I've just never seen that before but yet he still uses thumb to pick up two cars for a double lift mm-hmm. right and I personally think and I'm sure Tamriz can prove me wrong because he's a way better magician than I am but just my experience of what I want magic to be it seems like the magic way is his way of trying to teach you what he can't teach right he's, he's trying to put a scientific something into his magic where I don't honestly think that matters. He does apply it, but that doesn't fucking matter, right? It's him like, ah, he's just yelling people, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Right? That That is so much stronger. But he still does, oh, check, 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 right? Check mm-hmm. in the shuffle, right? All that stuff. Nobody mean, gives a shit about that, dude. But because he does it in his personality, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine, it's like, as I remember, it's like Danny D'Arty's. It's like his first time I saw him perform at MagicCon, the first one, at, at the at the lobby. He just fooled the crap out of me, man. Just like everything. I was just like, what the hell is he doing, dude? In a magic sense, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he has magical powers. But I remember going into the my hotel room. I'm like, man, how how can you get reactions that we I wish I can get by turning over a card? <laughs> like from the top. He's yeah. not even doing color. He's just like, here, count down. Ten, count down. There it is. Turn over. And people are like, what? Right? He made me do it. I'm like, what? How did that? Right? Mm-hmm. And and it's and then it's, and then you, you dawn and it's like and then he's watches like you know like oh name a number small number you know and then they they try and force three like they say you try and force four right name a small number in the next seven what like, no 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 huh I don't know much right yeah and I go man but that's his personality right mm-hmm. and then I'm like I can imagine if I'm like. In, a, in New York, I'm like, hey, name a small number. They're like, nine. Six smaller. Did I fucking stutter? No. <laughs> right? It's like, right? Yeah. It's, it's, 
And I think, I mean, I think he said it. He's just like, he doesn't care about giving you the secrets because he knows that you can't do it. Yeah. Right? Because it's beyond the method, right? Mm-hmm. This is his personality, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Tamri's does that. So this, but it doesn't take anything away from him, you know? Um, but I'll say that, you know, like, to, to counter that, I think Ozzy always correct, proves me wrong, you know, because he literally does what I hate about magic and he destroys and I love it mm-hmm. and I love the show. And I think it's because he, his, Ozzy does it so much, the overproving, but I think that what happens is he makes that become the context, right? That mm-hmm. That's what he defines magic as, right? Yeah. And as long as he's consistent, right playing this mind game like are you sure and all this stuff right it isn't like cars appearing everywhere it's just like this game of like how do you like chess right how do you know how can you be so many moves ahead mm-hmm. right and all this stuff right and how right it isn't literally like how did the coin disappear right it's just like how does he keep knowing where it is yeah. right and if you define that as your set as your you know then, then yeah right you can't right but you can't but then, but then if you're trying to do like, you know, like, you know, through, through, through the powers of Shiva, the sun god, I'm going to try to make a coin appear in my hand. But first, check my hands. Are they empty? Right? Right? As long as you go, look, I'm going to make a coin appear in my hand. There's nothing between my hands, right? Yeah. But yet, look, boom, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you know, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can challenge it, right? yeah. but then that it has to be congruent to, to your act. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think fooling is a very interesting thing because I don't, don't think you can be actively fooled, right? You can't because act, my definition of actively fooling you is I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm going to fool you, yeah. <laughs> right? You can't just say that and then, and then fool them, yeah. right? There's no way, right? Because it's not, but even if they say, oh, you fooled me, right? It's not... What is not okay? You're yeah. saying I don't know how you did it, right? It's it's, it's it, you're talking. We, we for some reason magicians take that as in like oh, they believe in magic. No, no, they just don't know the method. Yeah, you give up and it's like, it's, you deal twenty cards on the pile. I don't, I don't want to think so much about it. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I don't even know what the, was that the question. This is not a question. <laughs> it's just a discussion. Well, what what is it that you want? Your, the people that you perform for to feel or think. What is your goal in their minds? Yeah, you see, that's the that's the hard that's the hard question, because you can say like, on one side you like, well, if I want to express myself, I gotta be like, hey, do you want to see another trick? You sack of meat, you know? It's it's a very authoritarian perspective. You know, it's like authoritative perspective, right? Here. which is which is fine, but I just it's hard for me to go there because I think. I, I mean, I understand that just because, like, magic is a I know how to do it and you don't kind of thing. Yeah. But I think if you're in the context that you perform, which is very casually, you know, it's like if you if like magic happens to be your talent. And so that's what you can use to express something. But like, you know, you can connect with somebody if you're really good at knowing craft beer or you you know can right. talk in music stuff people can kind of get that and they accept oh this is the thing he's passionate about right. this but is it, how he looks yeah. at the world but i don't think magic i've been trying to try, well what you just said is is if i know craft beers mm-hmm. 
or if I'm a piano player, mm-hmm. it's very different than saying I'm a magician. I'm yeah. talking the same way because it doesn't happen like that. I think a good analogy would be like if I met you for the first time, like friends to friend of friends, right? Which is funny how if you just go up to somebody random and just talk to them, you'd be like, who are you? They'll never talk to you. And if you just say, hey, I know this guy. Okay. That means all the gates are open. Yeah. <laughs> I know this guy. He's a pedophile. Oh, okay. Where, where do you work? You know, it's like, it's like there's no like, right? Uh, but I think, let's say we're getting along. We're talking, right? I mean, you're a human being, right? Yeah. Yeah. You assume I am. Otherwise, you wouldn't be talking to me, right? But we're three-dimensional, right? We have, we have woes. We have ups and downs. We have, you know, everything. Not that we know it, but I assume it because yeah. we're having a conversation. Sooner or later, somebody's going to say, like, well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right? And when I say I'm a magician, what happens is I think the spectator, the guy you're talking to, makes you become a, follows you into, into a one performer. In, no, well, oh. yeah, even worse, yeah. into a one dimensional character because mm-hmm. they don't know anything about magic. Mm-hmm. Right? So. They, they make you become the comic relief. It's like in the movies, right? Comic reliefs are one-dimensional characters, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have ups and downs. They're only there to serve a purpose, mm-hmm. right? So the comic relief is like, oh, I'm going to make the audience laugh, right? Yeah. But he doesn't go, right? You don't follow him home and then be like, oh, wow. Why why does he make people laugh all the time? Wow. Oh, he's divorced, right? Yeah. Right? Because he served for a very specific purpose. So, yeah, I think they, they make you into a one-dimensional character. And I think that's the reason why they always go, wow, okay. So what do you do for a magician? Wow. Can you show me something? Yeah. Right? And I used to be like, oh, this motherfucker. It's like, well, I'm a real person. Yeah. Right? Now, and I used to joke like, oh, yeah, sure. What's what's your name again? Like, what's your name? Like, you know how sometimes you get talking in a bar, you don't even say names. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I used to be like, oh, how dare him? He doesn't even ask me for my name. He wants me to perform, right? But now I don't think it's their fault. I think they're still trying to connect with you. Yeah, they right? are. But because they only know very stereotypical things about magic, and well, show me something, right? Yeah. And that's that's not wrong at all. That's your that's your chance to educate them, right? But but I, I think that it, it is it's it's a really tricky road road, right? Because what happens is if I oblige and I just start doing magic, they become a one dimensional character, mm-hmm. right? And that's why they heckle you. Right, it's because they don't know anything else, right? Right. I think uh, uh, you have friends that are laymen that kind of know you do magic, right? Mm-hmm. Like not, I mean, like they know you're a magician and do stuff, but they it doesn't mean that you know double lift, but they know you do slide hand, right? Yeah. Or sometimes you're hanging out and you're just practicing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that kind of stuff. So they know kind of the back, back, you know, uh, backstage of the thing. Mm-hmm. And in my experience. Those are the, my friends that know I do magic and see me just practice and fuck around, shop talk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They are the most adamant in defending me mm-hmm. when I'm at a bar trying to do magic and there's a heckler or something. Mm-hmm. They're the most adamant. They're like my biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not because of the magic. Yeah. It's because they're your friends. And another thing is that there are people I know, they just go, I fucking hate magic, man. Mm-hmm. And they, they always go, yeah, I can see what you did. Oh, that's cool. Whatever, right? And, yeah. And, and, but yet, they'll defend you Yeah. to other people, right? Hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? Let's do magic. And I go, right? And you're like, why? It's because, <clears throat> I mean, let's imagine there's like the most most 
hard-headed guy that keep fucking hates magic, right? but yet you're friends because mm-hmm. it shouldn't dominate your life. It shouldn't be that, right? Yeah. But let's say you're friends, and I have friends come up to me like, man, I remember this first scene. I'm like, man, you why are you wasting your time on this kid's shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then being more friends and friends, it was just like, I did not know that something I thought this trivial can be this deep, mm-hmm. right? And once they feel that and see that from you, mm-hmm. right, then you become a three-dimensional character, right? Yeah. So this is an aspect of your life, right? Yeah. It's not what controls you, right? And this is why they defend you. This is why they love it, yeah. right? Right? And I don't know what's preventing you from having these moments with strangers, though. Well, it, 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 I can do it. Okay. Well, that's that's the thing I've been I was been tackling is, I, I uh, it's funny like all these lines that well they're lines now but I mean I used to just say this because I really felt it I still feel it but it's, I guess it's more succinct I guess more pattern yeah but so somebody goes let me show you something and I'm like yeah I would love to show you something and I and I will be like uh, did you ever do magic when you were a kid and then they say like oh a little bit yeah you did well, so, yeah well you know like. Who try to be astronauts or something, but yeah, I remember the first time I saw this magician at my friend's kids' party. I don't remember what the hell he is, you know. And he did magic, and then I just went to the library mm-hmm. and just, <laughs> you know, it's like back in the days when they had no internet and just get these horrible books, right? And then you practice, and I think, I mean, they're all card tricks, you know. But I think there's something interesting that, you know, the reason I <clears throat> been doing it for like twenty plus years is. There's something about magic to me, like for example, like I have this Rolex watch, like you know, I, I wear mm-hmm. a Rolex watch, <clears throat> and I go and I say that this is a Rolex watch. I mean, it took me like seven years to pay off. I'm not rich, mm-hmm. right? And it's not diamond crusted, it's not gold or anything, but but uh, why would I buy something that took me seven years to pay off when I can buy a two dollar electronic watch that keeps better time than this Rolex, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it does, right? The best watch in the world costs like half a million dollars, still loses two or three seconds a month, mm-hmm. right? So so why, right? I think there's something beautiful about... Because I appreciate there's people on this planet that make these little gears and put it into the watch, right? Over like 800 years trying to perfect this thing, mm-hmm. right? Trying to defeat gravity and time, right? Yeah. The best they can do is this, right? But that's, that's in a highbrow philosophical sense, this is why I love magic is trying to create something and the illusion is not creating it trying to create the illusion of something possible with imperfect means Mm -hmm. i mean that to me is what i love about magic Mm -hmm. is this the the organics so manual Mm -hmm. right the science so manual about it but yet something from that can create something more yeah i think that's just beautiful you know when i and i start talking like this and then i and we talk and you can see them like whoa i didn't know right and yeah. and then you know and then i'll show them some tricks and stuff but it's more a conversation yeah uh but you still run into the same problem they still ask you how it's done <laughs> we were talking about that the other yeah. night you said yeah. you would push it to see yeah so i was just like well, i want to push it to the point where they just don't say that and just be like wow and was is that your favorite trick right yeah I think that, you know, it's, I'm curious how far I have to push it before they don't ask me how it's done. So when you say how far you have to push it, do you mean like how 
conversational you have to be about it and how much like basically yeah. quote unquote educating you yeah. have to do before yeah. yeah okay yeah like instead of just saying I do slide hand like see how far I'm trying to do it without literally showing methods yeah by telling them they're hand yeah but like so so it would be like you trying to get them in the moment to respect it enough not to ask is that kind of the thing yeah it's not about respecting though right no not consciously yeah but they feel they feel like a reverence to it when they see how much love you have for it how much passion you have yeah, for it how then, eloquently you can communicate but then people it. can regard that as being nice to you right just being nice right obviously you can if you can sweet talk them so much and you do a shitty trick, mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably won't ask you how it's done, but they'll be like, oh, that's cool. Well, and yeah, that's but that's right. what I'm saying. It's like, you know. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you have to have an internal gauge to make sure you do good stuff. And that's I mean, what I'm saying. Be, you, can't, like, you can't be blind about oh, it. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't do shitty stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, and I guess it still comes back to. Also, they don't, they just don't know, like you said. Earlier. Right, right, right. So maybe. I mean, it goes deeper that we were talking about Mm -hmm. a few days ago is that when they ask me how it's done and and it seems like I really want people to not to think that way, Mm -hmm. but maybe inherently magic is that, right? Or it's, even though we know Sly, I know Sly Hand, but it seems like all the effects that I perform are always based around method, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Look at this card, it's going to change, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, in, it's it's tied to method. Yeah. Right? You see a movie and it's like, hey, there's an elephant and it disappears and the roll, credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> what else are they going to say? Right? Yeah. There's nothing else they can say, right? Right? So, so it's, I guess, I, I mean, it's hard because you go, we go, so educating them and then so what is it? Right? So if, if in theory, if I'm not trying to be like, hey, I, I give you this, I mean, like, just think of anything else. If I'm a pianist and we talk and I just give you some cool backstory and somehow there's a piano there, mm-hmm. right? And I play a few songs, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh, that's cute, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck you, yeah. right? It wouldn't be egotistical like that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't dent me, right? I'd be like, ah, oh, okay, cool, man. You know, like, because it's, it's mine, right? Mm-hmm. But, but once... Somebody goes, how it's done, or like, oh, I figured it out, and all this stuff, right? It it hurts, right? But yet, when you try to show other people what you're like, oh, this is my favorite beer, because I'm going to tell you all this process. Oh, that's cool. And it tastes like, oh, man, I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take offense to it. Yeah. Right? I'd be like, well, maybe you have a different taste. Yeah. Right? It wouldn't, like, it wouldn't, like, keep me up night, mm-hmm. right? But yet magic still goes around, right? It's still that ego like, oh, I want to fool the shit out of him. I got him. And he's going to look up at me like, oh, man, you're so cool. I'm like, yeah, of course I am because I'm a magician, right? Yeah. And there's always that in the back. It's always going to be running around in the back. But then, you see, that's the thing. It's like how it doesn't mean I know what the end result is, what I want, right? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I honestly have no idea. And I don't know if... I'm trying to get away from what magic is. I don't know if I'm trying to make magic into something it isn't. Right? It's, I don't think magic is as neutral as photography, which is like an artist shooting photography isn't defined by the camera. Right? It's 
defined about what he puts his lens through, right? Like what what his what is his context? What what does he want to express as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. But magic is not not neutral, right? It has baggage, right? Right. I mean, if, if photography, if everybody in the world, every time you show a picture, somebody a picture, and they say, "How is it done? Mm-hmm. How did you do this?" Right? It'd be weird, right? But also, we. But also, if we took offense to that, <laughs> it'd be even weirder. Right? Well, there's a there's a <laughs> yes, that's true. But there's also a difference between like. There are groups of people that their jobs are to say this is fine art, you know. And so, like, there's a way that people who don't know can they have like a base point. You know? Yeah. But but if they don't know about that, right? Then they, then they do want to say, "How was this done? Yeah. How did he do that? Right. Why?" You know. I mean, Gary Thomas said to me, he goes, "Our job." In our generation, this generation is to educate how people should like magic. Mm-hmm. There's just so much bad magic out there, you know. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, like you, you want the magic to be pure and that it be doing its own thing, but that doesn't work. Yeah. And the other hand, it's like, well, express yourself, and then people use it for a means to like, you know, like they whore, what I call whoring out magic, you know. I don't think selling magic is bad. I just think that, you know, like it's like Justin Miller. Like I think he's an amazing magician. He's an amazing magician and creator. And I told him this. I say the problem is, is that you're an amazing creator, but all amazing creators can only create ten percent of good stuff. It's not all of it. Ninety percent is shit. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that you are it. Your job. I mean, you you need to make a living off of this, so you sell the ninety percent shit, right? I told him this. He's like, yeah, I agree. He's like, well, I, I respect that. You know, in the end, I mean, you still have to make ends meet. You still have to eat. Yeah. Right. But it's as hard. You still perpetuate your. I mean, you still feed the feed the monster, right? You feed the monster long long enough, then newcomers think this is what magic is. Right. I don't know. So what is it? I can only talk about that stuff academically okay yeah like I can't it's hard to go into what means to express yourself with magic but academically I think it's easier to be objective about it in my perspective is um, is that we lose sight of what sleight of hand is I think a lot of people have that they don't know what it means anymore it's like it's like when you do sleight of hand it also says like side of hand equals invisibility so therefore if I execute a certain movement that means it's invisible because why because I'm doing side of hand mm-hmm. right and, and and I think it's it's a deeper like we, we think about this it's, it's more of a deeper affection like a virus than anything it's it's that it's like seeing people when they do a coin vanish they subconsciously close their eyes and every time he does a coin vanish, he always closes his eyes when he puts a coin in his hand, right? Everything else is amazing, right? Looking up, which is even weirder and funnier is that when he talks about like amazing ways of doing this. Like when you put the coin up, you look up at their eyes, right? And then you see this video, like he looks up and he doesn't look at his hand, he closes his eyes. He still does it, right? It's, it's, it's interesting. And I think that that's subconsciously saying like, oh, I'm doing a move, but if I can't literally, if I can't see it, it's visible, right? I mean, like, 
the midnight shift, right? You know, when you turn to the side and you do the Herman pass up in the air. Mm-hmm. I, I used, I have this test where I would do it for magicians in a convention. And I'll do the move, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, how did that look? And then they'll be like, oh, it looks pretty good, right? They wouldn't, they, they'll probably say, oh, it flashed a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, let me get it for your angle, right? You're yeah. like, okay, that looks good. Yeah, that looks pretty good, right? Yeah. And you go, okay, how about this time? And I do the same motion. I turn to my left and I twist the deck and everything, but I don't do a Herman pass. Mm-hmm. I just do nothing. Yeah. Right? And I do that and I come down and I go, what do you think? And you can see in their eye, not, not a lot of people actually say you didn't do anything, you piece of shit. Right? <laughs> they, they usually go, well, it's Tony Chain. I don't, I mean, he, but they, they will usually go, you know, they'll usually go, um, I mean, why did you turn to the left? Mm-hmm. Why did you raise the deck up? And they try to dance around it and still saying, like, you didn't do the, you didn't do a goddamn Herman pass, right? Mm-hmm. But it's funny because when they say that, it's like, well, okay, well, I mean, why did you turn your body to the left? That makes no sense, right? And why did you, and then you come back, right? And they say all that, and I go, and you believe I don't, I didn't do anything, right? And they go, well, yeah, of course not, right? And I go, well, then why didn't you tell me any of those pointers when I did the move for real? Mm-hmm. Right? Why didn't you tell me that turning to the left is weird when I actually did the move? Mm-hmm. Right? It's interesting, right? It's because we categorize things, right? We think that, hey, there's there's the midnight shift. So therefore, a midnight shift consists of you turning to the left, coming up and doing a Herman pass and coming down. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to you and say, what do you think about it? Or this shop talk, I can only talk in those contexts, right? Mm-hmm. I can only talk in that box. Yeah. Right? Sure. You will, yeah. Right? Those and, are the parameters that have been set. We're talking about right. the midnight shift. Yes, and that's, right. And that's the problem, right? Yeah. That's that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. And you can see why when you see people do that kind of stuff, you just go, I can, how, I mean, I did it. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I did it. And it's hard to get out. Well, and I still do it out of habit. But when, when you think about it this way and you see magicians do that, you go, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes no sense. And even if they argue with you, and they say, well, it's a good move. And then you say, all right, so if it's a good move. So you're telling me the second time I did it, when I didn't do the shift, but I did all the body motion, isn't that technically the perfect version of that move? Mm-hmm. Right? Technically, right? Yeah. Because you didn't see anything, right? Yeah. Literally nothing moved, right? Isn't that what we want slide hand to look like? Yeah. <laughs> right? It looked like there was no slide of hand. Right? Because there wasn't any. Yeah. Right. Be- but isn't that what your goal is for that midnight shift? Yeah. But yet, when I show it to you, what it's supposed to look like, you say that doesn't make weird. sense. Doesn't looks make weird, sense. right? Yeah. Isn't that funny? So why is that contradiction there? Yeah. It's because we're all collectors, man. We love to collect things, right? I, I, I deem myself better because I know books. I have books you don't have. I know people you don't know. I know people that told me about lost Vernon moves, right? It's, it's, like, it's like the more I collect, the better I am, mm-hmm. right? And it's getting back to the basics where, you know, I told you this many times. And I'm sure people on this podcast heard it's like me yelling at kids and conventions. It's, <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's like the earnings shift. The earnings color change, right? I go, we're talking about academically, right? We're not talking about if it's easy or angle proof or all, all that stuff, right? No, I'm talking about just academically, right? The problem with it is that you move up and down, right? There's an up and down movement. And there's so many people in history... You know, like John Carney, Larry Jennings, like, well, you can put your pinky on the corner. And so when you do it, there's no apparent move on the 
sliding up. So mm-hmm. you can just do the other half. And then and then I just go, well, what's the best way to do the earnings color change? It's, it's just not fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Right? The only reason they can't see you, you're literally doing the method in front of their face. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they can't see it is because your fucking hand's in the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's it. It's literally, every action. It's one there's, to one. There's no external reality to the to you moving up and down. Right? Yeah. It's literally because then you slide cards around. Right? Mm-hmm. But then you go, why do people then try to improve on this? It's because, again, you know, it's categories, right? We, we, we want to put a statement because, like, I did something to these color change, right? But why can't we just take a step back and just say, I want to do a good color change, mm-hmm. right? You should read books, have a lot of books and read it and learn up on your history, but you should regard those things you learn as reference, right? I, I, I try to read books now and say, oh, I didn't know you can move a card like that. Right or mm-hmm. oh that's interesting or like oh center two right but that's it that's all all it is it should just give you a bigger knowledge base to come up something because in the end what makes good slide hand is to understand the context and then create it yourself right and I'm not talking about creating it in an organic way I mean in an original way there's mm-hmm. no such thing but you need to um how would I say it? it's like I remember talking to Ben Train about this. He he showed me this. I think it was a triumph or something. And it just method was just god awful. And <laughs> and I told him, and I, you know, you know me. I'm very blunt about this stuff. I go, mm-hmm. it's very fucking. I said, man, that sucks, dude. It's just it was way too much things going on. And he starts like trying to defend it, right? He's like, well, you know, I like it, you know, da da da. And I told him, I was like, dude, Ben, you're too fucking smart to be this stupid. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, man, come on, like you're, def- you're. This is not the time. This is not a good thing to defend, mm-hmm. right? And you can see that people defend things out of ego, right? All right. Well, I put time into it. Well, it's mine. You know, I came up with it, right? No, right? Shouldn't be like that, right? You can claim ego and stuff to your effects, but not to the slides, not to something so objective that you're trying to create, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, right? See, once you start to be offended in somebody tells you you're doing something bad that means you're putting sliding hand above the effect mm-hmm. if there is any because I think at this point what we're talking about if we talk shop talk like this we're not even doing magic right mm-hmm. it's just that we're just doing really really good constructed methods and somehow that oozes out magic right that's mm-hmm. it I think that's what I do I don't think I do magic at all I think it's just the byproduct of my hard work there's something there mm-hmm. right it's not fully realized Right, and it's, and then when you go up there to the effect, is you realize that you can't just base it around that. You can, but it has to be a right, bigger context, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, so what's wrong? Yeah. So so the thing is, you know, like the people are like saying like, oh, when you ever write your book, you know, you should call it shit people can't do, right? It's like yeah, it's true, you know, like there will be kids out there to. Tr- like, the first prerequisite is like an ambitious riser, you know. It's like, <laughs> but you know, I got a lot of effects that are more. It's not. It's hard to say it's easier because I don't think easy and hard is a good thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because efficiency it has to be efficient, 
right? Yeah. And there's an outer reality and inner reality, right? Mm-hmm. And if you haven't read the Escanio books, you need to go get it because those books are amazing. Yeah. And uh, it's... I'm trying to see. No, I already lost it. Outer in reality. Outer reality, inner reality. Easy and hard. Oh, yeah, easy and hard. It's that. Efficiency. Especially with methods, right? Because this is only one of the few, if not only the only thing in the world that has the trying to be covert with your inner reality to convince something that outer reality is that it, it's, it's, it's not about easy or hard. Technically, it's as long as it's efficient, right? I think if everybody, if they started doing magic and the first thing they had to do was to do Ambitious Riser and learn that, then that wouldn't be hard, mm-hmm. right? It's relative, it's nuts. Yeah. The top change is hard. The top change is probably one of the hardest moves because you have to understand angles, mm-hmm. right? But it's funny how it's not because a lot of people actually understand angles. It's because they do it so many times that subconsciously they start to understand where to tell the deck, mm-hmm. right? But that's a hard move. Yeah, if you're talking about like, if you, like literally in real world card magic, it's like there is no angle for this, right? There's it's it is not angle for it, right? It's literally right? you can't do this around it. Yeah. Right? So people do like misdirection, which is fine. Yeah, but there's you know all this stuff that's hard, but we don't deem as hard as we just think that. It's just pushing it a pinky around and pushing cards around with your fingers is hard. How is that hard? It's not. It's not your job. <laughs> it's not what you. It's not what you signed up. It's for dexterity. Mm-hmm. And when, when when did no dex? Um, I'm good. <laughs> when did that become a thing, right? But doesn't mean that tricks with no you know semi-automatic card tricks are bad. Not at all, right? It just happens that it's harder to do semi-automatic card tricks doing walk around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right you, have, you, know, you can't place decks down anywhere right but I think that my my purpose of the book which is so hard to write is I want somebody to read that book and say wow I didn't know you can think that hard about slide hand that's all I want I'm sure there's some kid that'll spend like three years of life trying to perfect this it's fine you know cool man good for you I think you'll actually learn I, I think you'll learn more lessons in doing that I think I think you learn magic by by negative learning. <laughs> by learning by learning what not to do. Yeah. I think that is probably the strongest way to do magic. Because there is no end goal, right? It's there would be no such thing as to push the you know, like they're doing snap double and float doubles and everything if if there was just a the perfect double lift, right? Mm-hmm. In fact there's there could be, right? But but you can see it's easy, right? Push off is already getting there, right? So you don't have to get extra adjustments. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why do we have all those different double lists? It's because we want people to know we did it, right? If we're, if we're amateurs, the best the only thing I can do is to make sure you recognize I, I'm smart, right? You know, <laughs> put on the glasses. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Get too too spider webby. I forget where I started. That's so, fine. Um, but we were talking about easy and hard, and you were talking about how you know writing the book is difficult because academically, you know, it's difficult to 
figure out how to teach somebody. Yeah. To learn. And I think that, yeah, it's true. And I think it's funny because I think, I think you do, I feel like I, I, I'm, because I always like to teach and I seem to be in a position to teach a lot in magic that every time I try to come up with something I sometimes, anytime I have an epiphany, my brain locks in those moments. Mm-hmm. So I know like the plateaus I get and see what I have to go through. But I think ultimately in the end, you just have to butt your head against the wall. That's probably the best way to learn or to come up with something. But but butting your head up against the wall like I do is because I believe it can look like something I wanted to. Right? And I think that's what throws people off is that they don't think that sliding hand can look like that. Right? Yeah. And and it's my egg it's, it's not I don't know if it's ignorance. It's my hard headedness of me wanting it to be that. Mm-hmm. And that was my definition of magic. That's that's all I wanted. I don't care if I don't get there because I don't know what the end result is, but I want to get there. That's it. I get frustrated by that, you know. But then having that mentality, you start to be very judgmental about what you do. And that's a good thing, you know. Like, why did my pinky move? A lot of times, like, one on one will be like, anytime you move anything, like a pinky, you just go, why did I do that? And the first thing you think of, if you're being honest, you say, side hand, you're doing it wrong. Right? Everything has to have a purpose. Everything. Right? Especially if you're doing like burnable magic when you're like, hey, look, I'm going to do a color change. Just stare at my fucking hands. Right? At that point, you got, that's a lot of rules to make it look good. Right? You, it, it, I'm not saying it's going to be, like, they're going to believe the card is going to change. Right? They don't believe they could change, but it looks fucking good. <laughs> right? It gives you that illusion that it is. Right. I'm not making you believe it, right? Because that's stupid. Yeah. Right. But you're trying for a perfect illusion. Yeah. And it's beautiful when they say slide in. Thank you. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> I, I enjoy it. You know. Mm-hmm. I think there's that. If you're talking about visual magic, and that's a very academic kind of thing, where I don't know how to apply that into magic. What I think about it, you know. As I talked to Eric Degali, I was like, man, I'm like, I feel like I'm a good magic critic. A horrible magician because I, I think I I can always make people's tricks better but I can't do it myself <laughs> you know I can make people's tricks better because I feel like they're missing those points that I bang my head against and I know just changing those little things like you know you're earn exchange right just saying don't squeeze the deck you know just isolate right mm-hmm. it already makes it better right yeah uh yeah, and I think also because I, I can't be a magician because I just think so highly of magic. I think it's so could be so amazing. I can't I can't cheat it. <laughs> it's like you know, in a sense, you know, like obviously it's more about me being lazy than anything. And it's not excuse. It is an excuse. <laughs> it's actually the definition of excuse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it seems it's like one of those things where you have to like, go in like the trenches and disappear and not have to show magic in front of your peers mm-hmm. you know you kind of have to like start from ground zero again yeah exactly you know so it's just another it's another ladder it's another ladder you got so you would rather go start at ground zero in something else than try and do with making magic I think like music I think I think like I said I, I think um, I, I'm more treated to trying to elevate the craft of magic 
for other magicians. I think that's where my calling is. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can be a performer. Yeah. But I think the, the the deeper question I have to answer for myself is what I want out of it, and I still can't answer it. Outside of being egotistical and be like, hey, I don't know. I'm cool, right? I want to be something more than that, but how? I mean, everything's egotistical. Right? But I think, yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing where when you, it's like, you watch a movie of, let's say you watch a movie, uh, actually, no, let's say you see a magician at TGIF or something, and they're just horrible. But you can see, like, man, this guy's just full of himself, right? As a layman, right? This is hypothetical. And you're like, man, this guy's so full of himself, and it's just like, I see everything he does. It's horrible, right? And that's it, right? You just think, like, this guy's stupid, right? But... What if it was a movie or a novel where the guy uh, quit his job because, you know, it wasn't doing well. And he's like, you know, I think I want to try to make a quick buck here and there because and he buys like a magic kit and he thinks he can do it. So he goes up there and he's like, pick a card. Is that a card? No. And he's like, oh, fuck. No, 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 no. It's your fault. Let me do it again. Right? And doesn't do it. Doesn't happen. Doesn't mm-hmm. happen. And he goes, oh, "Fuck this shit." And he leaves, and he goes back home. Right? Opens up that book, and he goes, "What the fuck happened?" No, it's the book. It's wrong. Right? There's no way I can be wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. But just that, even by itself, if you're watching that, this character is fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, why is he so hard headed? Right? There's something more. Right? What's motivation for? Right? What's yeah. motivation for? Right? There's more. Right? Right? And it seems like I'm stuck in that kind of mode where like I want to try to create that, but I don't think it's possible because I would be like those people would be people I perform for would be characters in the in the movie, right? But they're not the viewer of the movie. Yeah. Right? So that's a weird thing. Like I'm wrapping my head around trying to. Right? And that's why it keeps going back to that whole conversational magic, right? Because I just want people to know like, well, this I didn't know you can think this hard about trivial shit like this. This is interesting. Right? Yeah. Maybe that's my angle. Right? Maybe I should only do one trick and then that's it. Right? And if they say how it's done, I'm like, man, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I don't know how's you know, like, how's that done? It's like, you know, like how do you maybe the maybe what I want to define magic is how I reply to that when they say how it's done. Because in my context they always say that, right? Mm-hmm. How's it done? Very well. <laughs> right? Yeah. That kind of breaks your character like that, right? How's it done? Like, you know, sometimes I just go, I think I tried once where I'm like, I see something when I fill my job. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not a good line. You know, it's like, put it on back on them, you know? That kind of just, if I'm, I mean, this is me. I'm not trying to create a character. I'm just trying to characterize myself so it's interesting. Yeah. Make me more than I am, but it's like, how, what would you say? But but it's not. See, like when we say that, like, what would you say? What's your motivation all... for doing any trick? Right. What's your inward motivation? Because people can say, "Show me something." And well, you yeah, can yeah, say yeah. No. Of course, it's because I want to be loved. I want people to be like, "Wow." I mean, why? that's that's always the base. I know, but why? I don't know. Because we all want to. Why loved. do you have to use magic to do it? Well, because that's what defines me. I mean, that's what not not literally defines me. But you can't hide away from it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to hide away. I'm not. I'm not disgusted by it. I, I don't think yeah. you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not just. Dis- I mean, it. Def- I mean, I love magic. 
Yeah. You know? But that's it's a hard question. It keeps coming back to that, right? I mean, if you want the immediate answer, it's like, well, I want I want to talk to you and just be like, oh, let me show you this little bit of my life. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And da-da-da. And here's this trick. It's yeah. cool, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what do you do? Yeah. Right? But still, in the end, it's like you just want to share something you put your life in, right? So, of course, it's about being loved and making people seem like you're interested in it. Yeah, why does, it, why does it have to be more than that, though? If that's what your goal is, just to share yeah, something that you're interested in. I know. I think, that, I think that is the goal. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it's, you make a good point. Why can't I just leave it at that? Right? Why can't I just leave it at that? It's not like piano players when they leave and they be like fuck you I didn't change your life you shouldn't listen to music at all right no because they're just expressing something right and, and it's more than what you want to give right it's more than yeah it's like Garrett Taunton it's like it's a, it's a gift you know if your niece through your niece gives you a drawing of a five-legged unicorn you don't go up to them and be like there's no such thing as unicorns <laughs> you, you're a horrible drawer yeah right now it's a gift right yeah right but i'm not talking in the sense that it's like it's not i mean obviously this is all make sure this is all like academically you feel confident in what you do mm-hmm. right it's yeah. not it's not you can just you can't add this on as your excuse of what you want magic is but you don't put the time into the craft mm-hmm. right yeah okay you have to yeah, you can't be you can't be an artist until you have mastered the craft. Right. Yeah. Because then you're just getting lucky. Yeah. And that's not art. Well, I mean, yeah. It's just like the analogy is like if I was a piano player, I wanted, and some kid comes up to me for lessons. I go, all right, here's your first lesson. Learn the C scale. Da, 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 da. Right. No black keys. Pretty easy. You know, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. Come back down. Right. And he comes back next week. So what do you show me? He starts playing like. Um, pinky, and he uses tissues, and you're like, "What the fuck was that? Well, why?" I just want you to play C scale, and he's like, well, "Fuck you, man! It's original. It's mine. It's original. No one's ever played it like that before. Yeah. yeah. So it's mine, right? So it's, right, we're not even talking about music yet. Right? We're fucking talking about how to use this piece of machine. Yeah. Right? We're not even there yet. But yet, magic seems to invite that. Right? We're just talking about sliding hand for God's sakes, and you're already about right." I'm not saying that, that's that's the problem I see, right? I I, I can't even talk about music yet, in a sense, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm, but I can play those scales pretty damn good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's that's not that's not nothing to shy against though. That's not that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's a good thing, right? Yeah. But do you stop at the scales, or do you keep going? I mean. Are you happy just being able to play the scales? That's what I'm asking. Is because yeah, it's yeah. I am happy just playing the scales. I guess it's interesting is that then, if you're really good, then would yeah, I guess. I mean, there's amazing piano players, and all they do is just play classics, right? Mm-hmm. They don't create their own thing, right? They just do the classics. But just by means of them doing the classics, it's still the same, you know. Still. Well, but it's not. Beethoven or Mozart or Bach up there on the stage, it's still coming through them. Right. There's still it's, some it's, sort of expression. Right. There yeah, is yeah. a hesitation. Yeah. There's a crescendo. There's yeah. this, you know, uh, an accent yeah. to it. Yeah. Which is the same thing as you doing a regular trick that everybody does. Right. But, but you're I, doing it. So maybe we're talking more about what's inherently 
that in, there's inherently something about magic that I don't like. Which is what? It's it's that sense of that it always revolves around the method. That's that's my beef. What should it revolve around? Well, that's the interesting question, right? Because do you know a magic trick that doesn't revolve around the method? <laughs> um isn't that <laughs> it's I mean, hard. Isn't it like a, a let's dich- talk about card trick. Isn't it a dichotomy though? It's like without the method there isn't a magic effect. Right. So then that's another question, right? So then am I trying to make magic that it isn't? Or is magic always tied to the method? Right? Yeah. That's that's the bigger question. Right. Yeah. So so my distaste of magic is that it's tied to met- method. That's Which is why people ask how did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because how well you can put the context around it. And make people say, wow, you're a well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. You're still doing a trick that involves a method. In fact, mm-hmm. it's like, there's this effect I always wanted to do at the castle. If I ever do it. Um, I come out, you know, the close-up room. You know, I take out the cards and spread them on the table. I'm like, hey, I uh, just want to tell you guys. Uh, it's my first time in the castle. And it's a very iconic place as a kid. I always wanted to do magic here. And, you know, and glad you guys are here to watch me. Uh, I want to show you a classic in magic. Right, so I shuffle the cards and then spread it out and I go, you sir, point somebody, take out any card you want. Takes it out, looks at it, show everybody, yep. And just put it back in, the, like, there's no method, right? Don't worry about the method. Right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, this is how you should always think, right? I find I find it more interesting to think of the, the if you really have magic and do it. Yeah. And then there's an excitement and fun of trying to come up with slide hand for that. Yeah. And I'll tell you 100% you'll never get there. Yeah. But there's a compromise and marriage between you trying to get up there that sometimes you actually go somewhere else that you never dreamed of and it's better. Mm-hmm. Right? So, picks a card and I go, put it back in, shuffle up the cards. Perfect. So, classic is I find your card. Right? So, this shows the ace of space, right? I go, classic is I find your card. But you know what? I want to do a little twist. Uh, how about you, sir? Point to somebody else, right? And I take the deck back and I spread it on the table. You're going to find this card. Take out any card you want and that'll be this card, right? Mm-hmm. Takes it out, face down, I go, and I show it, and I say, is that it? And it's like the 10 of hearts. Mm-hmm. It's not his card. Right? Yeah. Is that your card? And he says, no, right? And I go, I just, I don't look at the card. I just go, I just blank look. The lights turn off. For two seconds turn back on i'm not there table's empty right and i come back out mm-hmm. like in the beginning mm-hmm. and i do the same thing again the pattern mm-hmm. hello you know it's great to be here you know it's my first time da 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 and i won't do a classic magic spread out the cards you sir point to the same guy take out any card you want mm-hmm. take size the card out take a look at it show everybody and it's the ace of spades mm-hmm. again right yeah shuffle it Put it in and shuffle it. Same pattern, always. Right Now, you know, it's my job to find your card, but you know what? It's a twist. You know, spread the cards. You're going to find it. Find the same guy. Take out any card and it's going to be his card. Pulls it out. Take it out. Is that your card? And it's the 10 hearts again. Mm-hmm. Is that your card? And he says no. Lights turn off. Starts over again. Same thing. Over and over again until they say yes. And when they say yes, you go, fantastic, I love this trick. And keep going. That to me touches something more. Mm-hmm. It's because that originally that effect. See, this is something I want to come up with method. It's it's the, the <coughs> effect 
is from me saying, why the fuck do all card tricks start with picking a card? And then infinity, this is where all the magic is, the infinity of our creativity, and then we find your card. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? So what if... So yeah, so, what, the, so what if you the plot the structure is the method for a regular yeah, trick, right. but in that the plot structure is only about the experience. Yeah. So so so, so my idea is like, well, what if you take away the the, the unknown factors, mm-hmm. right? In a sense, that they're always going to pick the same card and always pick the, the wrong card. Mm-hmm. So you take away that in theory, like what are you left with? This is a very bizarre thing, right? And I think that's where that's an interesting feeling. Mm-hmm. Right, it has nothing to do with. I mean, it's teaching, but it's a weird experience, right? It's what magic should be, right? How do you explain? Impossible. It's just, you know, I want somebody like, what did you see? Be like, I don't fucking. You just gotta go see it, right? That was a great. Uh, that was a great advertisement. I didn't know you were doing advertisements for dildos. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back, right? Yeah, we're back now. Okay. After a word from our dildo sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> well when did when did all this start to change for you because i know that we had a moment at pebble yeah we i mean gabby it's mostly magic. gabby gabby perez yeah changed how so well, actually he's, he's actually the guy that you go back and talk about oh i think i'm over analyzing this too much but like i told you he's like the first person to make me feel magic again whatever that means but mm-hmm. like but it wasn't about like me knowing the method or not I mean, he did a trick with one glide and it's my favorite trick of all time just one goddamn glide right but it's just the context he put it in like that fictional magic kind of thing mm-hmm. it's amazing it's, that's that's the that was the moment I just go holy crap can you describe what it was like and what the context was uh, not the method obviously but just why was it so powerful for you I don't really want to that's my roommate by the way he's drunk <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't really want to tell you what the effect is because if you ever get to meet him you should experience it yeah and I think that's that's one thing that I find interesting is a lot of times when you go to conventions come back and you meet like a uh, you know your magician friends right hey so what you learn you know we always like show these little moves that we learn little subtleties right and he's the first person when I learned his stuff I go I gotta just show it to you not not to be because I just felt like it was just so well crafted and doesn't do it justice just, to it just doesn't do it justice just to tell you right and maybe I should go go back to that because that that is that is a you can feel the love from that stuff you know, mm-hmm. and he doesn't care if you he asks how how you how's done. In fact, I mean he's st- I mean, you know it's like when magic is not about fooling your head. You know, it's it's about you know, an experience. And I think that's my that's my like tint of his fictional magic because his fictional magic can be uh, like metaphorical or yeah, metaphorical or he. I think he's more about. Just like when I say Aussie, he's keeping his context within like a game of like being fair and really about the method. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabby, it's about trying to keep congruent with a fictional sense, right? So if I say I put a card through the table, 
right? I remember there's, he has a routine with the aces, you know, cards to the table, right? And I was practicing so much, and then the last ace is beautiful, his method, but I did it for a layman, and then right I was about to do the last card, he goes, he goes, I know how you did it. And I go, oh, he goes, you put the cards up your sleeve, and you go to the other side, right? And I remember like, no, that's not what I do. No, 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 it doesn't go up my sleeve. I roll my sleeves, and I go, no, 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 look, look, look. And then I did it poorly, because I was still practicing it, and they caught me, right? I go, ah, whatever. And then I asked Gabby, I was like, well, what would you do when they asked you that? They go, I know how you did it. And they, and they go, it goes up your sleeve, right? He says, well, I would look at him confused and be like, why would I do that? It's easier to put the cards through the table. <laughs> right? And I'm like, what? Right? That was a moment. It's like, it's like, yeah. In that context, if I'm just saying it's fictional, right? It's not context. If I'm going to put a card through a table, any other method is stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> why, why, why would you do that? Why would you put the card up your sleeve? Oh, goodness. Right? But it's not saying like, Right? We always dance around what we're trying to perform. It right? goes to the table. Right? No, it doesn't go up the sleeve. Look, I'm going to roll it up. <laughs> what? What? Why? Yeah. Right? Well, it has nothing to do with the cards going through the table. Fictionally, right? What you're claiming to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that his, in a very general sense, he, he's about trying to keep with that fiction, right? And and I think he believes, you know, like, like you know, like, I love Forrest Gump, right? That's my favorite movie, and if you afterwards let's say I'm at the after party and I see Tom Hanks there right so I'll go up to him and I'm like hey I just want to tell you this movie is just amazing it really changed my life you know I just love this movie and it's just everything is beautiful and he's like oh thank you and I say but I know what you did okay you don't have to tell me exactly what you did alright I know you acted okay you don't have to get into specifics okay yeah alright just between you and me alright nobody ever says that that's stupid right we laugh right but only magicians would be like, if but, but if that was a magician, he'll be like, "What are you talking about? I am Forrest Gump, right?" No, no other actor would say that, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, magicians are like, "What are you talking about? I don't use sleight of hand. It's real magic." Yeah, come on, man, right? But yet, movies and books have way more impact than magic, right? To the point where people who love Avatar so much will walk on stilts and he'll be in the bathroom painting himself blue, mm-hmm. and his roommate be like, "What the hell are you doing? You know that's a." stupid fictional movie right and he'll laugh at him like yeah of course I know that and he's still painting himself blue mm-hmm. right <laughs> doesn't mean he really believes it but I mean well that's their that's expectation the... of it is like they go into it knowing and yeah. the problem with magicians is that we're there we, we, we haven't all agreed on yeah how we're gonna do it yeah Gabby says you know he says we try to prove to you that this isn't a trick or laymen take it for granted that it's a trick because you're a magician Right? But that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all because what what? But that's there, there's a beauty in that, right? Mm-hmm. That you know this is a trick, but yet can invoke something more, mm-hmm. right? So movies do. Mm-hmm. So books do. I mean, Jesus, it's a whole cult falling. I mean, imagine a guy writing Star Wars for God's sakes. I mean, he created a whole universe from his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> magic can magic do that? No, fuck no. We try to. We, 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 we put that as a coding, but then instead of showing you how beautiful the universe is, we just go, by the way, this is real. I know you were in the wrong dimension, but I just want to tell you that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to try to prove to you this place is real. I'm going to try to prove to you lightsabers is real, right? And that's all they talk about. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> right? Who cares? Right? 
but why are we so fixated about that you know and now that's that's the thing that I, I like about fictional magic is that you know but it still lacked something that I wanted is the human aspect of just sharing right you know like just those moments you know like when you're with your friend and all of a sudden you both say the same sentence right and you look at each other and you laugh you don't have to say anything you don't have to go hey did we just say something together at the same time isn't that weird I mean I think it's because we're friends right yeah oh man this is great this is a great this is an amazing progress right no we don't fucking say anything like that right Mm -hmm. we just look at each other and smile and we both experience something right? Mm -hmm. right I don't know if magic can get like that right it's that you know shared experience I mean this trick gets pretty close yeah that that one trick yeah if you ever get into London you should uh, ask uh, Stephen Long (laughs) about that trick Uh, it's a beautiful trick Um, but yeah uh, I don't know I don't even want to explain that effect because you know me no I know it's just one of those things that you have to like experience it but it's very much like what you just said. It's like yeah. having that shared moment. Yeah, it's about trying go. to get as close to that shared experience yeah. as you can. Yeah. What else? Do you have anything else like that? Have you been working on that shared experience stuff? Or is it, again, one of those things it's that hard. you just don't even know? Yeah, it's hard. It's a combination of coming up with a very interesting method and then it all of a sudden fills something I need. Mm-hmm. I mean... Like, there's always been baby ideas. I mean, I try to just go so out of the box to make it something interesting. I was in the point where I was trying to see if I can do surreal magic. Like, like a sign card to everybody's pockets. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There is a funny one. Um, Al Stanger. Uh He's, he's a magician juggler from St. Louis and he was like the guy that got Chris Korn to magic and Korn told me about like in the 80s he came up with like the 10 best magic tricks right? and one of them was you show a table and you have a bowl and you put it upside down you know and you slide it around the table and when you lift up there's a hole there and then you look in you're like no 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 that's not it put it down move it around the hole disappears and there's somewhere else on the table you lift it up there's a hole there and you're like yeah this is it look down and when he looked down the, there's the civil war is happening not like a video like the like literally the civil war is happening <laughs> right and you're like what the fuck he's like and there you go we haven't figured out the method right and yeah. go, but that's just such a bizarre right yeah like what like and then so i came up with a method not for the real civil war but <laughs> yeah i wanted to do this so again baby ideas is that you know you bring out a briefcase and then uh, you go, you hand somebody in the front of, in the front of the audience. You're like, here, I want you. This is the end of my act. Don't open it. And it was locked. You can open it, but hold on to it. So don't run away with it. And then as you walk away, you find out it's like chained to your ankle. Right? And then, so basically for the whole show, he has to follow you around. That's <laughs> pretty funny. But then you do something like, you know, like Bill and Lemon or some shit like that. Or something that invokes like impossible transposition into the suitcase right yeah so let's say you do like bill and lime or something and you go hey your hundred dollar bill disappeared it's inside the briefcase right and you tell him to go behind on the table and you stand in front of him right so you don't see it and so you tell him to open it up like oh the code's one two three open it up 
And then when they open it up, nobody can see inside except for him, right? Because of the briefcase. Mm -hmm. And then you tell him, what do you see? And he says, I see the Civil War, right? And mm -hmm. I go, you see the Civil War? And I look back, like, fuck. And then I open up briefcase and I dump out and there's a line that dumps out for it, right? Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> so I wanted to make a briefcase where I literally have a miniature set of the Civil War in it. And there's a big ass plaque that says reenactment of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when they open it up, they like, what do you see? <laughs> reenactment of the Civil War. I'm like, what? You know, like, yeah. it's just a baby idea. I don't know what's going. Um, actually, I had a, a good one. It's like, you know, Bill and Bill and Lime is Lemon is is the gateway surreal trick. Yeah, right. It's it's the trick where everybody knows what's going to happen. When you cut over in that lime lemon, everybody goes, there's no fucking way that bill's in there. Mm -hmm. Right? They already know. Yeah. So I'm like, what is he going to do? You do it on stage? No, like, no, everybody knows there's a bill, right? Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that even though they know the ending, it's it's surreal, right? It's, right? It's, 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 a, it's, it's in a lemon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so when, when talk about like the Civil War trick, whatever the hell that is. That's just as bizarre as a bill and a lemon. Yeah. But why do we take why 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 is people like I hate me yeah, everybody does that trick. I hate it, right? But how how is that how is that a normal effect? Yeah. You know? And so I had this uh Lance Pierce has this uh Benson bowl routine with sponge balls, it's great. And then in the end he does like a produces a lime under the bowl, you know. So I had this funny trick where I go uh, effect where I go, all right. Da da da, sponge balls, whatever, and it's the bars on the dollar bill, and I go, look. And I go, I lift it up, and there's a lime, lemon under, right? And I go, right? And I start taking a knife, and I start cutting it. And then, you know, obviously somebody's like, no way, my bill's gonna be in there, right? Mm -hmm. Now here, and I'm like, what? No, no, what? You think your bill's in here? No, no, there's no bill in here. And then when you open it up, there's a sponge ball inside. Mm -hmm. And you go, no. Dude, I mean, we've been doing SpongeBob tricks the whole time. Why would your bill be in here? That's that's crazy. No, no, no. Your bill would be under this, in this. And then when I lift up the bowl again, it's a it's a brick. Mm -hmm. No, no, your bill's in here. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I go, oh, I'm just joking you. And I break it, and there's a bunch of SpongeBob's that come out. Yeah. Right? Why? Why would your bill be inside a brick? That's crazy. Yeah. No, no, no. Your bill would be in that guy's wallet right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they open it up and there it is. They open it up and there's a bunch of sponge balls in there. Yeah, yeah, right. But, but the but, bill is back in their yeah, own wallet. Yeah, right, yeah. But I'm just saying, at least, it's funny, right? Because I, I remember coming up with that stupid, I mean, it's not stupid, it's just funny. It's just, it's, but it's funny in a surreal way, right? But it's yeah. like, because I just said, what's better? A standard bill and lemon trick or you make the bill disappear and the guy can point to anybody in the audience. No stooge. He stands up and the bill's in his wallet. Mm-hmm. Which one's better? The second one. No, the bill and lemon. Really? It's, yeah. Because the bill's supposed to be in a wallet. Trust me, man. Like bill the reason that people do bill and lemon so much is because it is so good. It's because it's surreal. Yeah. And it is very good, but like But how, then how do you define what a good trick is? Like what's your definition of it? Well, I mean I'm just saying that Because like to put those two things next to each other. I mean, right. So, 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 what are you comparing? So, my, my, my test would be that a bill should be inside a wallet. Okay. 
Or next would be like, oh, there's this dude, right? They're trying to explain it, right? Yeah. How the hell do you explain Bill and Lemon? Yeah. Where do you even start? Yeah. Oh, he just stuffed a little... Well, how do you do it? I think he stuffed a Bill and Lemon. What? <laughs> it's like, he just even saying that, that sentence yeah, is but, weird. Yeah, but isn't that even more about method? Like, because uh, a Bill is well, supposed I mean, to be in a wallet. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about, like... Again, this goes back to, I think every goddamn trick is about the method. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right? I'm that's not saying, saying that. Was like, I'm not saying I'm making it better. I'm, I'm not saying that... But I'm saying if everything is about the method, then like how you how did he get the bill into the lemon is a bigger question than how did he get the bill into the wallet. Right. But at least I I mean at least it's is more fantastical. Okay, that's true, but Right. I think it's um I don't know. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's better. Tra- I just say, when I create, when I came up with those baby ideas, yeah, yeah, back then, I still, I still think it's fun. I mean, we still can circle around back saying like, well, that's just, it's just what I want to do. It's fun. No, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, for, to say that what I can judge about what good magic is and not, I can't. I'm gonna contradict myself all the time. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. honestly. I just think that's funny and surreal. Yeah. I think to me that's that's interesting merit. Yeah, absolutely, and I agree. I, I, I guess my point is just that like those two things would never it's not the same realm. One is surreal and one is like Right. Right. Not I, I just I, I'm just saying that I guess it's just it's a bad example, but I just say I just think surreal magic is better <laughs> oh yeah no something, that's something fine. about that yeah yeah okay and then something typical like oh bill's supposed to end up in a wallet yeah yeah, yeah. No, right i'm just saying like how far can you stretch that impossibility yeah you have to stretch it really far right bill can be in a lemon yeah yeah or like anybody else but you have to like really make it it flies over you know mm-hmm. like that right but yeah i don't know um <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's circling around this. What well, I'm trying to find magic is, and so I tell you, I can't. That's why I'm. That's why I'm a music producer. <laughs> that's why I'm a music producer. But but I think that maybe taking a break or just even something else. Yeah. I mean, I think creativity comes from jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. You know, to have the ability to think about other things. Yeah. Coincide. Yeah. And that's and that's where I was gonna go is how how is music influencing how you think about magic? Because like we said earlier, like there is a thing that is inside of you that is drawn to magic, period. Yeah. It's not going away. And I know in my own personal experience, everything that I do that isn't magic, I'm trying to relate to magic somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course I always relate everything to magic. Yeah. Uh I don't think music has anything to do with that right now. For now. Yeah. I think it's just purely just learning something new. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has I don't think it has flourished enough to for me to start making you know connections or yeah, anything. connections. Okay. It's just it's literally me me still trying to figure out the pinky break. Yeah. Right. But not that the pinky break can do a lot of things. Right? Yeah. I'm still I'm still learning the the C major scale. Yeah. You know. Uh but the other connections would be these books I've been reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I told you that book, uh, 
short sentences. several short sentences on writing yeah that is probably one of the books that literally said this is what I'm going through it's crazy how how that how that has changed not changed but just like confirmed something about why I'm thinking this way mm-hmm. and what does it talk about in the book uh you should put a link on this too if you can figure it out later because I think people should read this book uh basically when you read the first paragraph it's like it says like a sentence period and it goes to the next paragraph like there's no paragraphs in it Mm -hmm. right and he talks about why do we have to care about paragraphs right but but basically there's there's an interesting point he talks about why um talk about how when we write term papers right for school right what's what's the standard structure you do a thesis statement right you do paragraphs and you have quotes right mm-hmm. and then you go so therefore i believe this right mm-hmm. and then he's so adamant saying that i hate that that's that is so if i want <laughs> he's like well first of all uh, you you make me read a thesis statement and then i just say so you're telling me i just read a paragraph of you telling me what i'm gonna read in this paper <laughs> right i can't just read the fucking paper yeah right and then, why do we quote people, right? And he says, well, if I wanted to learn what he's thinking, well, I'm just going to read his book, right? Mm-hmm. And he says something very interesting. He goes, the problem with this structure, and the problem is that why people don't like to write is, you, we are grown, we are grown in uh, the way we write for, for school and stuff. We are we, we learn to to think that our opinions don't matter. Why else would you quote people? Why can't I come up with my own theory? Mm-hmm. Right? It's interesting. Right? And that yeah. fucking blew my mind. Why? I mean, term papers is that, right? It's just a book report, right? It's not about what you think about it, right? right? That, not, that wasn't my experience in college. Yeah, but I'm just saying that in yeah. a very generic sense. Well, you know, like when I wrote term papers, I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to write something. And I just got some books and I just hashed something together. You know, that's yeah. what I did. Oh. You know, I'm not saying I'm a good writer. And then he actually says something interesting. He's like writing. He talks about how um, you, there's no such thing as being in the flow yeah. in writing. And he talks about only thing is, is literally grammar and just worrying about one sentence mm-hmm. at a time. And he says, you, you don't even go, like, you know, a good writer is about being being able to observe, mm-hmm. right? And he says, well, you shouldn't even bring around a piece of paper and pencil to write down things that you find interesting, right? And you're like, oh, that's cool. You write a cool sentence about it. You're like, yeah. He says, don't do that, <laughs> right? Because now you're stuck with it, mm-hmm. right? He says, if it's good enough, you'll remember, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, what? And, and um, what's the other thing? Like, he says... He talks about like people just think they can write, and then he goes, he does his whole list, and he goes, well, do you know about transitive adjectives and, you know, when, when a progressive noun with a passive, you know, like reading just two pages, and I have no idea what any of this means. Mm-hmm. Right, I barely know what an adverb is. Right, and I go, holy shit, what the hell is this? I, I think it's so technical, right? Mm-hmm. And the next sentence he goes, uh, did if any of this, if you didn't get any of this. You don't. I mean, it's like he goes, you should. Uh, you should be able to know everything I just said. 
in the next sentence he says it's basic right mm-hmm. and and it just relates so interesting to like man we don't even know what like the ins and outs of our hand but we're already to trying to come up with something right mm-hmm. it, it's I don't know it's it's hard for me to relate, but just read the book, man. It's just there's something about it that just translates in a very interesting way about what systemized, what 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 we define it as something systematic, mm-hmm. and and trying to be like, well, that's not what writing is about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, is it would be kind of like you know like like that trick I said, you know, like the picking a card and finding cards is always the same. Mm-hmm. That's not traditional writing. Yeah. Right. Right, that's not right, but why not? You're expressing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it talks about it. It's I'm not saying I understand everything, but it's a good book to to meander over. Yeah. And another thing is uh, this book I showed you too is what I call what they call flash fiction. It's not short stories; it's flash fiction. And they're only like a page. Each story is like a page or two long, and that's it. And I find that very interesting. It is, in, in a sense, like magic where. You don't have enough time to do the whole story, right? It's like an instance, right? And mm-hmm. how are you able to, like, you read some of those stories? It's like it's just like going to the store. That's it. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you close that, right? How do you close that, or do you even close it, mm-hmm. right? You're, and how like, but yet you can still create a whole world. Each one of those stories could be what's happening in the hole on yeah. the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's no like. And afterwards, as a magician, no, it's just that moment. Yeah. Right? I find that very interesting. And I was trying, been reading a lot of that just to see how, if you can translate that into some, maybe an interesting, uh, you know, like, plots or anything. Mm-hmm. So, flash fiction is always, it's, it's good. Uh, another book is How Fiction Works by James Wood. That is a crazy book. Like, it's one of those books I imagine, like, a layman reading Ed Marlowe books. <laughs> and then any, any technical word, you go, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, that whole book, 60% of it, I have no idea what he's talking about. He's like, so, you know, like, the third chapter of, of like, Flaubert's, of, of, like, uh, in, 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 like, Tale of Two Cities, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but, he goes, it's a book about how to appreciate fiction. Mm-hmm. Which fucking blew my mind. He talks about... Actually, a very, uh, <laughs> it's my roommate, Game. What is he doing? Oh. <laughs> Game wet naps? Yeah. It's about to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's, he talks about, uh, uh, there's a, there's a classic problem in, in writing, which I didn't know, which is amazing. It's, uh, uh who's talking? Is it the character or is it the writer? Mm-hmm. Right, so if you say like something like, uh, "This guy's walking down the street," and the, and uh, this person sees him, obviously thinks that he's going to rob him. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is a horrible example, but he actually just goes to one sentence, and he goes, "Obviously, that one word changes everything," because mm-hmm. it's it's the writer that says it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it comes from the writer's perspective, mm-hmm. not from that character's perspective. Yeah. Right? So there's this very interesting thing about whose voice it is, right? He gives these little examples, and it's just literally about one sentence. And just how it changes everything. And it's like, 
man, it's crazy. And how like he says like I don't know if it's Fitzgerald, but like some some guy basically changed how all fiction is Flaubert. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it talks about how like everything's happening at one time. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's so. I was like, what? Yeah. But when you read it, you don't think of it that way, right? Yeah. It's like it's like you know, guy walking down the street. It's like. This guy who tipped over his beer and this guy's reading his newspaper, right? Butterflies are flying by. Yeah. And there's a girl dropping her shopping bag. Yeah, right. And but it, all of that's happening simultaneously yeah. in that sentence. Right. But it's not happening but it's not, all right. at once. But it's like him walking down the street and he sees this guy. But it's everything. Yeah. It's like a moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. And how you write like that. It's like, what? Yeah. Right? Just these little things. Like, man, that's even so amazing for magic. But, you know, magic is very temporal in, in a sense. But, yeah. That's a really interesting book to read mm-hmm. uh, oh and the Mesner Meisner Mesner technique on acting you should check him out he's probably literally what fictional magic is to acting yeah like his quote is literally acting is living truthfully in imaginary circumstances yeah it's, it's, it's like it's, it's called Mesner Meisner technique that sounds right yeah uh it's like you know, obviously, like method acting and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. one of his exercises is just he he goes. And there's a video of him teaching these classes, and mm-hmm. he's like 80 years old. He has like a hole in his throat because he smoked too much, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Man, me, my, he talks like that, mm-hmm. and he still acts better than all those guys. Wow! Like when he does, like it's it's, it's so insane. You should watch it. It's like what? And he goes, <laughs> and so his first lesson, he goes goes up to this guy and he goes do you understand english and he goes yes and he goes so you have no problem following my directions yes you understand english it's your first language he goes yeah of course so you can follow everything i do say yes okay you can, and he goes okay and he goes and he says what did i just say so what he said i'm sorry i actually says he goes so you have no problem following me right so um i want you to um uh i want you to repeat what i just said Okay, so what did I just say? Do you speak English? No, 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 no. No, no. And he goes, no, 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 no. You, you understand English, right? I just want you to repeat what I said, okay? What did I just say? You understand English, right? No. No. What did I just say? <laughs> what did I just say? 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 Right? Yeah. So, so what he's trying to do is is basically he wants you to understand that the words don't mean anything mm-hmm. right and it's about living in that moment mm-hmm. so when i say what i say say you will be like what i just say and i'll feedback from your reaction right mm-hmm. what did i just say and you'll be like what did i just say right and it's not even about the words anymore right yeah right it's about living in that moment yeah right and you should just oh my god it's just everything is like it's, it's literally like magic yeah. It's because we do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We say things, we do actions, right? That that is, we do it all the time, but we gotta live it like like it's done the first time, mm-hmm. right? So how do you do that, right? So it's not about the thing, right? it's about right. So I remember I was trying to come up with this trick and I couldn't figure out the method. And I remember one time I just looked, tried to do it for somebody, and I go, oh, I forgot there's somebody there. They can hold my cards. And I just thought, like, man, I think all the best tricks are the ones that you can't practice alone. <laughs> but not not literally they have to be there. But you, you see how, like, 
you realize you have to interact with somebody. Yeah. Right. I think that's that's very interesting. That's very that's very important to realize that. Mm-hmm. So those those are just some of the things I'm trying to trying to find an answer for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know. I don't know if I can find the answer, but then again, I think maybe in the end, this is good. I don't think I want to find the answer, right? Because it'll be just like me trying to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, something's going to happen. I think still. I mean, honestly, I don't think I ever quit magic, but I think maybe this is my path to trying to do something, right? It's the same thing. I just want to learn, 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 see what else is, you know, just trying to figure it out. Whereas if I just figure it out, I know the end goal and I can just, you know, that's no fun, mm. right? I think you have to be frustrated. I think, you know, but maybe as long as I just tell myself, you know, like, man, why am I being frustrated? It's not like I know what the end goal is, Yeah. right? Just keep learning. That's all you can do. Yeah. Sooner or later, you know. Keep being in the moment. Yeah, keep being in the moment. Sooner or later, you can express yourself some way. I'm expressing myself right now. Yeah. yeah. It's magic. I, I remember um, Marcus Eddy. He, him and uh, Daniel Garcia working for Blaine. And we were in a bar and he talked. He's like, Marcus was talking to me about, you know, the way I was thinking about magic. And he was like, you know, he said, like, oh, yeah. I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, and Garcia's like, hey, so what do you do rubber band magic all the time? And he was telling me the story. He was like, oh, you know, it's organic and, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. He's trying to justify it in a very objective way. And then Garcia's like, well, you should do more card magic because it's like the jazz magic, you know, and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I can see in Marcus's eye that he's trying to defend it in a very objective way. And I remember just stopping him. I said, Marcus, I hope one of these days in the future when somebody asks you why do you do rubber band magic that you can say because I fucking love it <laughs> right mm-hmm. I think it has to go back around that you know we can, we can try to figure out what is all done but if you don't love it and if you don't you know people you know people love it when you actually if you actually want to do it <laughs> right? yeah you're the participants the spectators the people that you're communicating and interacting with they can tell yeah and i remember somebody's trying to do this he was like oh uh merlin's aces and we're at a party and he goes oh let me i'll show you my version of merlin's aces or something and he does it and then they, they were just like heckling him and we we're heckling they're like oh, I'm, oh let me guess the, the cards are gonna be here or something like that the way they did right mm-hmm. and i just stopped and i just made him turn around i was like dude don't do magic if you don't love it, man. <laughs> don't just do it to like prove to me that you can do a method. Yeah. And the reason they don't give a shit is because you don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can feel it. That's why they can, you know. Nobody will ever fucking do that if you actually care about it. Right? And another thing is, like, if you really care about it, you wouldn't create that situation. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's roommate is drunk cleaning the kitchen naked. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing underwear. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> see, it's surreal magic. You see that? Slowly, all this, this is not, I'm just putting sound effects post. That's right. Yeah. All right. You we'll feel good? Yeah, I feel good. What do you feel? I feel good. Yeah. Uh, we usually end with the hardest time you were ever fooled, but that was your Hugh Jackman story right there at the beginning. Yeah. 
Actually, every time I see an actor, actress, and they have different accents. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, like Nicole like, Kidman and or everybody. Mel Gibson. Yeah. And I'm like, the fuck? It's yeah. like, it's always, but it's interesting, right? Yeah. The reason I got fooled is because I accepted it. You didn't know you were being fooled. Right? There wasn't but you can't anything even say accept. the word accept, right? Yeah, <laughs> because you didn't right? know you were, there was that's nothing to the accept. Whole fucking point. Yeah. And, and you can't, I guess magic can't be that because it's always tied to method. Well, that's kind of like what. Uh, but at the same you, time, you read... we, I know people can do accents. It's not like he literally transformed himself. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's not, so it's fictional, right? It's, yeah. like, it's not me literally thinking. You just didn't know not to think. Yes. It's like, uh, you know, the magic circle jerk or the jerks. Mm-hmm. The guy, he just came out with his, his books. Yeah. Uh, that's that kind of like amateur magician. He's not doing tricks. He's like creating impossible experiences. Yeah. yeah. But just in terms of that, maybe in saying try and create impossible circumstances. Stop, 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 stop. That's or like implying that there's a method tied to it, right? Well, it's hard. It's hard. We're talking about semantics right now. But, yeah, but, 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 and also yeah. like I can't, I can't speak on that. Well, no, no, no. Of course, of course. It, no, but, no. But I, I get, I get the, the, but the, 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 the attempt, about, the passion for it. But yeah, you know, but, but I the think, thing about the thing about I think from like what I've read about what that stuff is is like it's not people don't know a magic trick is happening. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But I think you, I mean. I don't think you need That's to go like, that far. It's still it's still that struggle of me trying to figure out like well, you can say that and again agree, but yet at the same time, I went to see a movie mm-hmm. of X X Men for God's sakes, and yes, Wolverine claws. Yeah, and I still got fooled that, right? Yeah, it's, I mean I knew I'm going in. Yeah, right. So I don't think I don't think magic. It's it's a hard thing. I don't like I don't like organic magic like that, where you just do it like under the radar. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me. Because I think that, like, there's this trick I remember. Why I start off saying, "Hey, uh, have you ever thought about like you want to be good friends, and then they all of a sudden call you, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? I was just thinking about you. And they're like, what are you, a wizard? And you're like, I am now. And you're like, ah, right? <laughs> but I do that as a setup to a trick, and I, because, but everybody always goes, yeah, yeah, and they interrupt me, right? And they go, yeah, yeah. and I remember this one time, this girl did it and she went on five minutes she's like oh yeah da, 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 right and at that point I just go I don't need I can't do this trick no because no I can't and then I did it because I wanted to practice right <laughs> but I can tell right when she goes and I, she's finished the story I'm like yeah that's interesting right here let me show you something with this and I brought, brought out the cards I saw her fucking face yeah she just goes the whole time this wasn't genuine yeah what the fuck yeah. right and that's that was the time I stopped you can't yeah. do that yeah, because you're trying to you're trying to if you, it's great to create. Here's the solution. This is yeah. the easiest solution in the world. You say, do you want to see him? If they want to see magic, and you pull out your cards, and he goes, yeah, sure. Pull out your cards, spread the cards on the table, and then say, hey, have you ever had that feeling? Da da yeah. da da. You've Done. created the context. Done. The bubble. Yep. And you can talk all they want, and you can come back to it because you created. It. You can't fucking surprise attack people like that. Yeah. And then when they start talking, you can't do it. Otherwise, you just be like, oh, for a fucking trick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a huge right? distinction to make. That's yeah. very important. Right? It's like you and me talking, saying that question. And you're like, yeah, my friend. Yeah, dude, we're great friends. And I'll be like, yeah. You know why? 
because I have that feeling with you. I want to show you. I'll, check out I this, haven't been ch- listening to you. Yeah, check I out. Do this trick. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know what? I have this feeling with you right now. That's why I want to sell you on this insurance policy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You should get all insurance. Right. <laughs> like, you just fucking sign me up. Yeah. Little bitch. You know. So <laughs> it's that's inauthentic. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I love reading those situations. Yeah. Right. Which is interesting, right? Yeah. Because now you're like what we're talking about. You're reading fiction, right? You're reading the characters, right? Mm-hmm. And then and that from that third perspective, third person's perspective, mm-hmm. there's something very beautiful about that, right? Yeah. But when you're in the story mm-hmm. and you're those people, mm-hmm. it's, it's different and you feel cheated. I just I just had a conversation similar to that this morning where <laughs> I was like, let's just take a shower now. <laughs> <laughs> where, um, where I was talking about a TV show with somebody and they were like it was like they were in this story when i'm watching something i'm watching it and it's like i'm observing Mm -hmm. the thing that's happening she was watching it and it was as if she was a character in that world Mm -hmm. and it's just because of like we're in different head spaces right now but i thought that was fascinating that's just kind of what you're yeah it's the same thing as the office why is the office so interesting Mm -hmm. why is that humor caught on it's Mm -hmm. because i mean that's my humor yeah. Like I always thought about doing stand up, and I don't. I mean, but my humor is just so, and, and I'm lazy. I'm not saying I can't do it, and I'm so good at it. I'm not. Is that I, I would like to bomb on stage, and I find that fucking hilarious because I can imagine myself sitting and watching this happening, and that's hilarious. Yeah. Same thing with the office, but those people in that world is not having a good time. Yeah. Right, the only way they can have a good time and start smiling is if they understand they're being observed. Right, or they or they understand the meta ness of this and they laugh. Right, they're not it's, laughing at that situation. They're not, like there's points that I, I laugh in the audience because I go, "This is fucking hilarious." If I can see myself, yeah, with this and seeing other people, right? Yeah, it's the cosmic joke. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing I've been trying to wrap my head around. It's just being outside of it and, and witnessing like... Yeah, I just feel like that's just better. Yeah. And just, it's hard. And, yeah. And, and maybe the reason I keep going to the fiction and books and all that stuff is trying to pull magic into that. But I don't think... Right? Yeah. Just because it then, then be ironically, magic is just a cog in the wheel. Yeah. Right? It isn't the whole It isn't the whole thing. Yeah. Right? So. That's that. He listens to the same music I do when I shower. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Thanks, thanks man. For, I really appreciate it. Thanks for bringing me on. I mean, you have nowhere else to go. You're crashing in my place. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming by. Thanks for doing it at <laughs> midnight. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Cool. Get, you get a me brood. What is that called? Is that Batman? Was it like just negative Nancy? <laughs> just a goth. Just non-conformist yeah you're just like <laughs> I almost got to the 52nd card in Monica. <laughs> yeah. don't do that kids it hurts don't do that <laughs> practice uh, self love yep thanks Tony yep see ya bye thanks so much for listening to Magical Thinking if you enjoyed the show head over to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash magical thinking and become a patron to support the show and get access to exclusive content like magic audiobooks, tips on style and fashion, a revamped book club, 
behind the scenes pictures and video, audio answers to your magic questions, and more. You can get in touch with me by emailing podcast at artofmagic.com. And when you're finished, head into your podcast app and leave a rating and a review for Magical Thinking. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.